Parisian Scars by Crimson Quill, narrated by Maddie Malfoy, rated M for mature audiences. Advisors include hate speech, self-harm, and suicide. Lavender, open the door. Lavender ignored her. She knew if she waited long enough, then her friend would go away. She always did. It must be hard for her not to know why she'd been shut out. But how could Lavender tell the person she loved the most that she hated them? Lavender hated her so much that it consumed her to the core. Lavender was dying when they brought her into the great hall on a stretcher during the final battle. She was dead, and Parvati brought her back. Tears fell like crystals over her beautiful face as she threw herself over Lavender's lifeless body. The sound of Parvati's pain seemed to pierce Lavender's soul, and suddenly she let out a breath. Parvati had stolen Lavender from death's hands. In the cold light of day, Lavender wished that Parvati had left her there to die. Lavender was ready to die a hero, but she was not ready for a life as a martyr. She was safe here in the flat. No one could see her or hurt her, but it all read like a book of shattered dreams. Parvati had insisted that what Lavender needed was color in her life after months at St. Mungo's four white walls. Each room of the flat was painted in technicolor. Parvati had put all her talents into the decorating. Most heartbreaking was their hand-painted bedroom, a huge mural of the impressive Paris landscape. Each brushstroke was a labor of Parvati's love. It had been their foolish dream to move there to start their design company. Parvati thought she was helping, but she had only served to remind Lavender of everything they had lost. Six months in St. Mungo's after the final battle, and she had only been out of the hospital for five weeks. It had taken her two weeks to throw Parvati out of their flat. Lavender's parents bought it as a place for her recovery, but they didn't seem to realize that there was going to be no more recovery than this. It was not going to get any better for Lavender. She couldn't stand her any longer, the way Parvati kept looking at her. Like she was scared that she was going to disappear, like Lavender was a doll that needed protecting. Lavender didn't want that anymore. Parvati was selfish. Lavender couldn't function in this world now, but Parvati couldn't let her go. What she couldn't stand the most was seeing Parvati's beauty and knowing hers was lost. Her beautiful face and gorgeous, smooth skin reminded Lavender that she would never have that again. Lavender knew it was a shallow thing to think, but she couldn't help it. I'm not going away this time. Elle, please let me in. Lavender was beautiful. Lavender had always been beautiful. It was all she knew how to be. When the healer had winced looking at her wounds, she knew that had changed. Her world crumbled when he told her how deeply they would scar her because of the magical properties of a wolf attack. He told Lavender that she should be proud of her scars because she was a hero, and she cried for days until there was nothing left in her. After that, nothing. It was like her tears had drained every inch of human out of her. She was a shell of a person, barely feeling alive anymore. The only moments that she felt something were when Parvati came to visit, her reassuring smile a permanent feature on her face. It wasn't enough, though. Could Parvati ever be enough for Lavender to live for? Lavender refused the mirror for months, but she finally pulled together every inch of that Gryffindor bravery that she had left to look in the mirror. The face that stared back at her was not her own, but that of a stranger. A stranger with skin as white as snow and red, raw scars spanning their neck creeping up around their jaw, and eyes that had once been a bright striking blue, now dull and sunken. She did not want to be this person, this monster. She knew the truth, but it took a while to admit it to herself that she didn't have a good enough personality to be ugly. She was not a good person. She had not looked into the mirror since that day, nor did she intend to again. Ugly. 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 She envied people with just emotional scars. Emotional scars could be buried. They could be pushed down so deep in the depths of your soul that she could barely notice they were there. Her scars crisscrossed her face. Her wounds would last a lifetime and tell her tragic tale. She didn't know who she was anymore. Please, I love you. Just open the door. Lavender found herself edging closer to the door. She wasn't sure if she wanted to open it yet. 
Parvati had been talking to her through the door for weeks, but something about today felt different, like maybe Parvati was starting to lose all hope. Lavender hadn't really seen or spoken to anyone in three weeks, apart from the guy who brought her Indian takeaways daily. The food was nowhere near as good as Parvati's cooking, but it seemed to be all she could keep down. Lavender thought that somewhere deep down it was the memories of Parvati that meant eating Indian food was her only choice. She could try to hide it, but she was still so in love with Parvati somewhere under all the pain. The flat was a mess. If Lavender had been in a better state of mind, then she might have had the decency to be embarrassed by it. She looked around it and saw that it looked as bad as she felt. Old takeaway cartons and copies of the Daily Prophet littered the floor. An owl still delivered the newspaper every morning, but she had long since stopped reading it when she found the stories were only about the world becoming a happier place, another sign that she didn't belong here. Lavender was not getting any better or happier. She was just empty. She realized her hands were shaking as she reached for the door. They seemed to have aged 10 years in the last couple of weeks. The soft and perfectly manicured fingers she'd been so proud of in Hogwarts now rough and dirty, chipped red paint on her nails from the manicure Parvati had given her the day before she left. Lavender peered around the door to see a pair of warm brown eyes filled with concern staring back at her. Hi, Parvati said quietly, looking like words had failed her. She looked so beautiful, so angelic, standing there. Lavender found herself unable to say anything, but she opened the door wider to let her through into the flat. Lavender could see her staring at the mess, but she didn't say anything about it. How are you doing? She asked sedatively as she entered the flat, putting her bag and coat on the bright yellow sofa chair. Lavender was not sure how to even answer that type of question. She should say fine, because that's what people said when they wanted to appear okay, right? Lavender couldn't remember the last word she said out loud, but she expected it was to tell Parvati to pack her stuff and leave. I don't know, Lavender said after a long pause, her voice croaky with lack of use. Her answer was near enough the truth. She wasn't sure how she felt. Perhaps lost was the best answer, but any answer she gave wouldn't be one Parvati wanted to hear. I really missed you, she said softly, staring intensely at her and looking for any trace of reaction from Lavender. Lavender quickly stared at the floor instead. I've been thinking about those things you said to me, but I really need you to know that we can still have everything we always talked about. Are you joking? Lavender said in a deadly whisper, because that is some sick joke. She should have left her outside. How could she think that they could have the life they planned? A life they planned while sitting in the room of requirement, hiding from the caros, talking about happier times to get them through. Then the battle had changed everything. Lavender was ruined, shattered, and damaged. People like her couldn't run businesses, get married, or be happy. Pravati was trying to make a mockery out of everything. Words were so easy for her. Why don't you want that? Because I do and I'm willing to fight for you and our dreams. Parvati exclaimed passionately, her eyes ablaze as she stared at Lavender. Lavender knew that challenging look. She wanted Lavender to rise to the challenge. Lavender just wasn't sure she could. If she fought, then she would be on the losing side. I don't know if I can, she mumbled. She almost flinched as Parvati reached out for her hand, something about the warmth touched Lavender in a way she hadn't felt in months. She realized that she did still care. She could fight her feelings for Parvati, but there would always be something between them. Was it worth fighting for? She could never make Parvati happy like she deserved, not when her own thoughts of darkness consumed her and not while she was so angry with her. You saved me from death, but I feel like death is angry with me. I can't stop thinking about death. I feel like I should be dead and I'm so tormented by that. I can't be your girlfriend and go to Paris, Lavender sobbed. My life is never going to be simple because I have to fight death from consuming me at every turn. I'm hideous. You deserve so much better. I have so much anger because I'm in pain and I feel like it's your fault, so how can we be together? Lavender felt her knees buckle as she fell to the floor in a sobbing mess. She was never a pretty crier like Parvati. She was crying so hard that her whole body was trembling with sobs. 
She hadn't cried since the day that she had seen her scars for the first time, but her defenses were down and the dam in her chest burst open. Suddenly, a familiar warmth and Parvati's natural jasmine scent filled her senses. Parvati was on the floor next to her and swept her up into a tight hug. As Lavender was cuddled into her arms, she could tell that Parvati was crying too. They didn't talk for minutes, just hugged and cried together. I'm so sorry. I am. When I watched you go over that balcony, my whole world stopped, and I promised myself that if you were alive, that I would do anything for you, anything you needed. That's my promise to you, Parvati whispered her in her ear. If you want me even the tiniest bit, then I'll be there for you. A fresh wave of tears hit Lavender at her words. They were so beautiful. Lavender cried not because she was sad or angry, but because for the first time since the battle, she felt a new emotion. Hope. It wasn't going to be easy. She'd have to fight every second to make this relationship work, to change her own feelings as none of this was Parvati's fault. She didn't know if she could do it, but she knew she wanted to try to fix herself. She felt stronger as she was wrapped up in a warm cuddle surrounded by the scent of jasmine. Suddenly, Lavender was reminded of something that seemed oddly appropriate. Jasmine always bloomed in the darkest of times. I want you.